Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. In a series called The Invitation. Say that with me, The Invitation. And we've been discovering in this series that every man, every woman, every child has been, has been given, has received an invitation from God. And in week one, we looked at how God invites us to discover some things. He invites us to find out why we've been created. He invites us to learn about that there is a life after this life. He invites us to find purpose and meaning in life. God invites us to discover those things. And then last week in week two, we looked deeper into Matthew 4.19, which is the key verse for our series. And it says this, He said to them, Follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. Jesus said to them, follow me. And we said that Jesus' invitation to follow me was not a once-off invitation that he has given. It is not a once-off decision or prayer that we made at some point of time in the past in our life. It is a day-by-day decision that we decide, Jesus, I am going to follow you. I am going to follow you. And perhaps you are here today with us and you are not actually following Jesus, let alone, you know, at one point in your life, let alone day by day. Can I say this? We're so glad you're here. We are so glad that you are here. We believe that as you are here today, you will encounter God and he will speak to you. Maybe he's already spoken to you through the songs that we sang or the words that Pastor Gabby just shared or the words I'm about to speak, but God will speak to you and there will be something in your life that says, wow, this is real. There is truth here today. And I want to say to you, you might ask, how can I follow Jesus? I'm going to give you an opportunity at the end of my message to follow Him. You can get onto our church website, download the podcast, go to our YouTube channel, watch those sermons and uh, do that. And let's just pray right now uh, for the rest of our service. God, this morning, we just thank you for your presence, your fresh wind that is upon us. God, I pray, Lord, God, in this season of life where maybe we are feeling a little tired, a little worn down by all the changes and uncertainty in life, that we find certainty and an unchanging God in you. God, your fresh wind will be upon us. And Jesus, today, anoint these words as I preach in your mighty name. Everyone said, Amen. Amen. Six years ago, almost exactly to the day, Gabby and I made a life-changing decision. It was on this weekend that we were invited by pastors Ross and Kathy Abraham. You saw Pastor Ross on that video just then. To come up and to go to Elevation Church on the Gold Coast and... uh, to meet pastors Miles and Bonnie Palladin and other people up there. And so at that time, my wife and I, we weren't pastors. Uh, we weren't Elevation Church, but we knew that there was a stirring in our hearts that God had something more for us, that God had something more for the church that we were part of. And so we went up there to just to see what God might be leading us into, but we didn't quite know what it was. We didn't quite know what it looked like. Well, it was on a lunch on October the 3rd. It was a Monday October the 3rd, so two days from now, in 2016, that Pastor Ross gave Gabby and I an invitation that I'll never forget. He invited us to become pastors, to join with him and to lead a church, to be all that it could be, to lead it into the future that God had for it, to enter a life of ministry. 
I don't know if you've ever run from something, but sometimes you can run, but you can't hide. God calls you to something. And so these last six years, we've experienced the highest of highs, the lowest of lows at times. But I can honestly say it's been a journey like no other. And I wouldn't exchange it for anything in the world. And honestly, it is a privilege for Gabby and I to be your pastors here at Melbourne West. And we love you guys so much. And see you grow in your faith and your belief in God and step out and to take faith steps has been so amazing. And so, you know, that invitation from Pastor Rush, you could say, was a follow me invitation that he gave us. And I will make you. Follow me and I will make you. Have you ever had make you moments in your life? I will make you. Moments like those in your life. Think back to when you were younger. It might be a long time ago. For some of us, it might be just a couple of years ago. Where there might have been a teacher or a professor at school, high school or university who saw something in you and drew something out of you to make you what you are. Maybe there was a manager or a team leader who identified abilities and skills in your life that you had and, and came alongside you and said, I want to develop you. I want to grow you and made you who you are. Maybe it was a, a friend or a family member spoke words of encouragement into your life. Maybe it was a business mentor who said, hey, you can step out to start your own business. You've got what it takes. Those first few years, they helped you to, to grow that business. They helped make you. There are people in our lives that if we stop and pause and think about it and look back, that have made us who we are today, that have spoken words into our lives that have helped us to make us who we are. And you know, just like we experience those things in the natural realm, someone helping us, we have always also experienced something like that in the spiritual realm if we are followers of Jesus. See, Jesus says, I will make you fishes of men. Say it with me, fishes of men. What is fishes of men? What does that word mean? What, does, what is Jesus talking about here? Well, I just want to be really clear right now. We're not talking about Tinder or hookup culture or chasing men or women or anything like that. No. <laughs> just to clarify for, for anyone but might be confused today. No, Jesus is calling us to invite other people to follow Jesus. Just like at one point in time someone invited you, there was a call. Jesus spoke through someone to invite you to follow him. God is calling us to invite others to follow him. Matthew 4.19, that's how Jesus starts it. And at the end of Matthew, we see he also finishes it in that same line of thinking. Matthew 28.19, therefore go to all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the end of the age. Jesus is with you always. Someone here needs to hear that today. I don't know what you're going through. Something's happened in your life this week. Jesus is with you always. People let you down. The money may not be in the bank. Your health may fail. Jesus is always with you to the end of the age. See, it's not just an invitation we need to realize. It's a commission that Jesus gives us. It's an instruction. It's a command. It's a role for every one of us that Jesus has said, whether you're young or old, man, woman, or child, mature in your faith, a new Christian, not even following God perhaps, Jesus has called all of us to go and make more followers of Him. In other words, to give an invitation that He has given us to others. Perhaps maybe the most obvious invitation that we can give to others 
to follow Jesus is to give them an invitation to church and to come experience it, to check it out, to come along and uh, bring your children, if you've got children, experience the Elevation Kids programs that we have that are amazing. And, uh, you know, just on the lowdown, if I could be in there, I'd be in there this morning, but I'm going to be up here. And it's a great program. You come along, experience the music. You might be surprised. You might actually enjoy it. It might be a little bit more upbeat, more contemporary then you realize, come and meet some great people, some awesome people in the church that I go to. You'll love them. Come and have some coffee. You'll Come on, everyone loves coffee. Who, who likes coffee? Five people. I thought people were more into coffee. Coffee, you know. Even There's great people there. I mean, even the pastor. I mean, he's okay. Even he's okay. And you'll enjoy some, some, some messages that he speaks that are relevant to my life. And so... In light of those two things, I wanted to do something a little bit different here today. Uh, I want to do this. Uh, in, light of those two th- in light of two things, I should say. One, that we are to invite people to follow Jesus. And two, in light of the fact that we've had some new people join us recently in this church, I wanted to do something today that's a little bit different. I want to take the rest of our time today to talk about who Elevation Church is. To talk about when you're inviting someone to Elevation, what it is that you're inviting them to. To talk about if you're thinking about joining Elevation, what it is that you're actually joining. Who likes to know things about things? So we're going to do that this morning, and uh, that's going to be awesome. And maybe you're here today, and you've been here for a little bit of time. You've been here for a while. Some of this might be old news to you, but can I encourage you, sometimes things need to be reiterated. Sometimes things need to be repeated for us to get it into us, to remember, to go back to what it was that God called us to as a church. So we're going to do that today as I speak about our vision, our mission, and our values. But the first thing I'm going to start with, number one, is our structure. Write that down. Our structure. Yeah, I'm going to start with the most exciting thing first. Our structure. We are one of 10 elevation locations meeting here in Australia. We're not related to Kevin Furtick. Um, if you come to our church because of, sorry, Stephen Furtick and Elevation America, if you come to our church because of that, that's great. But that's not who we are. Each one of our churches has a location pastor like myself and Gabby. Been called by God to lead a church, to lead a location. Each location is autonomous, has its own bank accounts, has its own flavor and style of service that it does, reaches out into its community its own way. Uh, we have churches in far north Queensland, down to Melbourne, all the way across to Perth. You have to realize different communities, different cultures. Each community, each church reaches its community in the way that it needs to be reached. We have executive pastors, Miles and Bonnie Pulledon, who pastor the pastors. Yes, your pastors are pastored too. Right? We need it as well. We're pastored by Ross, that's by Miles and Bonnie. We have our lead pastors, pastors Ross and Kefi Abraham, who set the vision, the mission, and the spiritual direction of our church. So your pastors have people who are leading them. If you're ever like, oh man, Pastor Bronson has asked me to do this, believe me, I'm being asked to do things as well. Okay, we're in the same boat today. Alongside that, there is an elevation committee of management who oversee the budgets and the financial aspects of the local churches. They make sure that we're spending our money in the right way, that we are financially stewarding the the generosity of each location as they have given in their tithes and offerings. We are accountable for the financial decisions that we make to someone above us. 
Above all of that, Elevation Church, as Pastor Gabby mentioned earlier, is part of a denomination of churches called International Network of Churches. So we are a local church that is part of a multi-site church that is part of a denomination of churches. And INC, which we call it, is, is another layer of accountability. It is INC that accredits its pastors. I didn't just wake up one morning and say, I'm now a pastor. There is a denomination recognized by the federal and state governments that accredits its pastors. They also ensure our statement of beliefs, our doctrines, what we believe, what we preach. They make sure they keep their pastors accountable to those things, provides our public liability insurances, safe church practices, governances, underwrites property purchases and leases. You've got to know something. You can have confidence that we're not just a church that started one day, decided to say we're pastors. There is a whole structure behind us of people, of leaders, of pastors, of business people, committees of management that make sure that this church, your church, Melbourne West, is doing the right things, best practices, all those types of things, backed up by decades and decades of experience of running churches. And also, also in our INC network, a apostolic anointing to go out and plant churches, spirit-led, Bible-believing, God-fearing churches in Australia and all around the world. That is our structure, number one. Number two, our vision is multiplying healthy local churches. Come on, turn to someone and say, this is so good this morning. This is so good this morning. Our vision is multiplying healthy local churches. We say that church is not an event to attend, but a family and also a movement to belong to. Not just an event, a movement to belong to. The church, I don't know if you realize this, the church is God's plan A to reach the world. The church is God's plan A to reach the world. You know, I don't know about you, but I have contingency plans for different things. I plan B, C, or D. God is like, my plan is the church. Turn to the person next to you and say, that is you. You're the church. See, the hope for any community is not found in the government helping us or the, or the council helping us or some organization. The hope of any community is thriving, healthy Christians and thriving, healthy local churches. And we believe healthy Christians, that's you, equals healthy churches. If a church is not healthy, look at the people. Are they healthy? And I will tell you, if people are healthy, the church is going to be healthy. John 17, 20, Jesus says this, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me. That's you guys. Through their message, I pray that they will be all I pray they will all be one, just as you and I are one, talking about God, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. It's interesting that in one of the last prayers that Jesus ever prays in his, in his human body here on earth, the last prayer that he prays is not for the world, it's for the believers. Jesus prays for the believers in this world. And, and if you get to know me a little bit better, if you have ever spoken to me or had a, received an email from me or a text message or, or seen on social media, I'm always asking people, can I pray for you? 
Can I pray for you? Why? Because, yes, I've been called to pray for unbelievers too, and I do that. I ask them as well. But I ask believers, can I pray for you? Because Jesus says, I am praying for the disciples and those who will follow me. Pray for you. What's happening in your life? Can I be coming alongside you? Can I pray for you? And why is that? Why do I ask if I can pray for you? If you're sitting there today and I've never asked you, um, let me know and I'll come and ask you after this message. But I think a lot of people could say, I do that. How can I pray for you? Why do I pray for you? It's because you're the church. And I believe if I can pray for you and hopefully bring some of God upon your life and you're praying for yourself, guess what? You're going to be healthy and therefore the church is going to be healthy. Healthy church is also about multiplying church in numbers, in influence, in giving and in salvations. And we're not only about numbers, but we need to realize that there's a book in the Bible not numbers, but a book called Acts. And in the book of Acts, they thought that numbers were important enough that they recorded daily the number of salvations and people that were being baptized and added to the church. So numbers are important. We believe in multiplication by starting more churches. We believe more churches in the community is better. We are not a church that gets upset when another church opens its doors. We believe there is enough people in Melbourne and Australia for any church to open up to follow Jesus Christ. And so we believe in multiplying churches either directly through elevation, and we have planted churches ourselves, or through other churches. And that's why this year, we've mentioned it already, this year we are sowing into another church plant outside of our Elevation Church in the Dandenongs, over the other side of the city in Dandenong, to see them bring Jesus into another community that needs to know about Jesus Christ. Why? Because we're about multiplying churches. Number two, our vision is multiplying healthy local churches. Number three, our mission. If you're new here today, I hope this is helping you. If you've been with us for a while, I hope you're remembering why we're here. Our mission is to inspire intimacy with Christ, relationship with others, and influence in our world. That is our mission. 1 Corinthians 3, 6, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. Creating environments is like planting and watering. You've got to do the right things to create the right environment. If, you're, if there's anyone here who's a farmer here who's got a veggie patch, you know that you have to plant the seed. You have to water the seed. You know that there's certain types of fertilizer you need to use for certain types of crops and you need to pull out the weeds and you need to do all these things. You need to create the right environment for that seed to grow in the way that it needs to grow, that God intended it. In other words, if you don't tend the environment, the plant won't grow. The plant won't be all that it could be. The, the plant will not reach its potential in God. And so we need to remember that we're about creating environments. The thing we need to realize about creating environments, though, is that it's not the environment and it's not the environment creators that give the growth. The Bible says, my word, God's word says, it is God who gives the growth. And so we are always thanking God for his growth, that he is building his church, that he is with us. And so as Christians, as, you know, as part of Elevation Church, and as, whether you're part of this church or not, as a, as a Christian, we are called to shape the environment around us, not to be shaped by it. When I talk about the environment, what, what, what am I talking about? Am I, are we talking about paint on walls and carpet on floor? No, I'm talking about the spirit realm around your life. I'm talking about the attitudes that you carry in life. I'm talking about the declaration 
that you make over your family, your children, your health, your finances, your loved ones, whatever, your, our church. That's what I'm talking about. We shape the environment by the words and the life that we live. Matthew 5.13, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's foot. You are the light of the world. Come on. You're the light of the world. You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. We're about creating environments. So at Elevation, we try to create environments that are friendly, environments that are, that are uh, calling in the believer and the unbeliever, the church and the unchurched. So our lights are dim, focused at the front. Why is that? Is that because I'm a narcissist? No, it's because we want people to look at the front, to not be distracted by other things. We don't pass around money buckets because we don't want to create obligation for people to give. We introduce ourselves every time we come up. We welcome guests every week that are here. Every Sunday at the end of a message, we give an invitation for people to follow Jesus Christ. We work hard to eliminate human cringe so that the Holy Spirit can bring conviction. And all of this means what? It means confidence for you. It means that when you invite someone to Elevation Church, you know what you're getting. You know what you're inviting them to. It's not the week where Sister Mary is going to get up and, and, and do something weird. You know, none of that kind of stuff. We're led by the Holy Spirit, yes, but it's where you know what's going to happen. You've got confidence that we're not going to hassle them for money. You've got confidence they're going to be welcomed. You've got confidence that if you've been telling them about Jesus, we're going to give them an invitation to follow Jesus. You have confidence. And if I could share a story for you right now, there was a lady in our church that was talking to her mom about Jesus and about God. And, and she just, for whatever reason, didn't know how to take it to that next step to get her mom to say, I want to follow Jesus. And so she invited her mom to church one Sunday. Why? Because she knew there'd be an invitation. We gave that invitation. She received Jesus into her life. Amazing. Awesome. So good. I got a call, this is a true story, I got a call from that lady six weeks later, she called me up on the phone, uh, she's, she was crying, and I said, hey, what's wrong, is everything okay? She said, I just wanted to let you know, my mum just passed away. I said, wow, that, that's, I'm, I'm so sorry for you, you know, our condolences, she said, yes, she said, but I, I actually, yes, all those things, and we talked about these things, but she said, I just want to say thank you that Elevation is an invitation every Sunday that my mom accepted that invitation and is now with Jesus in heaven. We're about giving people opportunities to follow Jesus Christ. The keys could come, that'd be great. Let me just delve a little bit into those three statements that we have. Intimacy with Christ. I'm just going to say some scripture verses. You can write these down. They're not going to be on the screen. Intimacy with Christ, Matthew 22, 36. We believe in intimacy with Christ, not proximity to Christ we don't want to be on the outside of Jesus. We want to be close by him. Relationships with others, 1 John 4.11. Relationship with God, but also community with others. We don't do this alone. We're in community with other people. And then influence in our world, Matthew 28, 18 to 20. 
when you love Christ and His church, no matter what season of life you find yourself in, you can make a difference. That's our mission. Fourthly, our values. Who is Elevation Church? We are authentic, adventurous, fun, and spirit-led. Adventurous, authentic, fun, and spirit-led. Those are our values. As you read those values on the screen, you might say to yourself, how come there's nothing there about the Bible? Uh, there's nothing there about the Holy Spirit. You don't mention missions or outreach. There's, there's nothing along those lines because we believe that those are characteristics that a Christian should have, but they're not values that distinctly define us and make us unique from any other church out there. And so a Christian that's following Jesus should be doing those things. It doesn't matter what church you go to. But we believe values are what make us distinct and unique. We're not saying that they are the right values for everyone, but we're saying for, for Elevation Church, these are our values. So we are authentic. Turn to the person next to you say, authentic. Matthew 23, 27. We're not interested in image management or looking good. We're not about trying to have the greatest and the latest be the most up-to-date and the most hip or whatever it is. We just want to be the real deal. Real people in a real church with a real God, with a real faith and a real love for Jesus and each other. We're authentic, open and transparent, authentic. Two, we're adventurous. Acts 20, 24, adventurous. Pastor Ross Abraham is such an adventurous guy. Uh, he's, he's done that bike ride that he's doing there. He's ridden from uh, Brisbane to um, Cape York, all that far north Queensland. He's done the Kokoda Trail uh, six or seven times. He's an adventurous guy. And so guess what, church? We're adventurous. Come on. I mean, even I, I've done the Kokoda Trail too, guys. I'm pretty, I'm pretty legit. Too legit to quit. Anyway, the disciples left what they knew and followed Jesus. They stepped out of what they knew into the adventure of calling. And we're not saying that everyone is called to ministry. We're not saying that at all. But what we are saying is everyone is called to a life of adventure. Everyone is called to step out of their usual, their everyday, to be challenged by God, to take a step out to where maybe God is calling you to go. And it's an adventure. It's something exciting. We're not talking about Indiana Jones or Lara Croft. We're talking about God calling you into an adventure. We believe you were born for more. Born for more. More is always on the other side of answering and stepping out to God's call that He has for you, stepping into the great unknown. Thirdly, we're fun. Romans 15, 17. We don't take ourselves too seriously. Sorry, we take what we do seriously telling people about Jesus, but we don't take ourselves too seriously. So I'll say some jokes up here that usually crash and burn. Very disappointing. I spent a lot of time working on them. But we don't take ourselves too seriously. We believe that God is the one that we take serious. People should look at our lives and be drawn to us, not because we're a serious, somber people, but because there is a joy in our lives. There is something that they see that they can't find in the world and it is Jesus Christ in us. And then lastly, we are Spirit-led. Romans 8, 14, Spirit-led. We're not about directing or determining our own paths. We're about letting God's Holy Spirit direct and determine our paths in our lives. We believe the Holy Spirit is leading us 
all week, not just on Sundays. It's great to come to church on a Sunday. I love it, the atmosphere, to see you, to praise God, to worship in, in, with, with all the instruments. But can I tell you something? It's not about Sundays. It's about every day of the week. If we're just led by God's Spirit on a Sunday, we're missing out on so much that God wants to do in our lives. We are being led, we believe, by God's Holy Spirit Monday to Sunday. And the Holy Spirit can lead us in so many ways and dreams and prophecies. And He can lead us in, in unctions and words of knowledge and opportunities and, and promptings. And, and probably promptings are the, the greatest way that most of us will probably be led by the Holy Spirit. A prompting to send someone... To, to phone someone and give them an encouraging word, to send someone a text, a prompting when you're in the line at 7-Eleven or if you're a little bit more upper class with the coffee that you buy when you're at the cafe, to pay that person's coffee in front of you, to, to, to know, to reach out to someone who you know is going through something. There's a promptings from the Holy Spirit. We believe a maturing Christian is following the Holy Spirit's promptings more and more in their life. That's the sign of maturity of a Christian. I mean, learn your Bible, quote, quote scripture, know the words to the songs, raise your hands, you know, maybe even dance during the fast songs, do all those things. But can I tell you something? To be led by the Holy Spirit is where it's at. We're being led to be followers of Jesus. That means we're being led by someone to know the Holy Spirit and to be led by Him is where God is calling us today. Today, as I, as I finish up today, and we've spoken about the invitation in the last two weeks, and next week we're going to continue to speak about the invitation to follow Jesus. But today, as I finish up, this is your church. This is the church that you're inviting people to. This is the community, the family that you are part of, that you are joining. This is it. And we're not saying we're the only church. We're not saying that this is the only way it can be done. But we're saying in our expression of church, in our leadership of Ross, Pastors Ross and, and Kathy Abraham, that's the way that they are leading us. That's where we are going as a church. And see, following Jesus means being together. If you look through the New Testament, you will never see Christians doing life by themselves, doing it alone. You'll always see meeting together in homes meeting together in the synagogue, in the temples, meeting together, doing life together, being part of a church. And the disciples followed Jesus together. The apostles followed Jesus together. Historically, the church has always followed Jesus together. And maybe we're in a time right now where we're not sure what that looks like, whether it's in person, whether it's online, but it's still a community of people that believe in a person called Jesus Christ that died for their sins, was buried, rose again three days later, offers eternal life and transformation and are doing life together as a community of believers. Today, as you just close your eyes in this place, God has called us to follow Him, but He's called us to join with others to follow Him together. My encouragement for us is to not follow on our own. My encouragement for us is to find a community of believers, a community of Christ followers, and to join that community. Get involved. Be part of what's happening 
Today, if you're a visitor here, first time you're with us, I'd invite you to join with us. I've told you about who we are, what we believe, and those types of things. Love for you to join us. You might say to yourself, that's not what I'm looking for. That's fine. That's okay. Find a community that you can be part of, that you can join. See, it's not about Elevation Church or for lower KC. It's about the church with a capital C, following Jesus with other believers. God, this place, today in this place, I thank you, God. We gathered here all together.